I'm Natasha, and I'm Red. And together we are Syllogism, a science, culture, and philosophy challenge podcast on the edge of chaos. This season, we'll invite guests of varying expertise to playfully investigate Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Each episode will explore a particular type of intelligence according to Gardner. This week's challenge was to go roller skating. To help us explore the concept of kinesthetic intelligence, we brought in one of my favorite skaters, Cece, who also goes by Skate Fantasy. Cece is a professional roller skater, a fitness and nutrition coach, and she's traveled all over skating and teaching. She also started a worldwide rollout day on July 11, 2020, with the mission of bringing skaters together from across the globe. Unfortunately, this episode had some audio issues, so I apologize in advance. We did everything we could to remedy the issues. It's still not great, but thank you to so many of you who voted on what I should do with the episode. The vast majority of you said that I should release it as is and give this disclaimer. As a bit of a consolation prize, I did write a little bit about the history of rhythm skating on my Substack. So if you like the post, let me know and I can dig deeper into the history of skating. Enjoy. Hello. Hey, I'm like, what is going on? You are like the hardest lady to pin down. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot. Oh. I'm teaching. Doing? I'm teaching 300 kids today. So, wow. I got a lesson plan. I got to get it together. I have to be in the building by 9:15. Wow, so, girl. Yeah. Okay. What are you teaching? <laughs> At the rink. It's still. Do you, are you just teaching them like body mechanics and stuff? So today we're actually doing light and sound and how it relates to skating. Wow. So, yeah. So like even, you know, how light transfers and all the lights in the building. So is it just kind of getting kids excited about that kind of stuff? I already do that when I put my skates on in front of them. They already get excited. They're first graders. So the the fourth graders and the seventh graders, they need a little bit more motivation. But the first graders are like, ah, she has on skates. Wow. <laughs> so it's more of um, giving them knowledge. Because just like how I teach, I teach to give you this versus just how to move your feet. It's more to it. Like, what body mechanics am I using to do all of this? When you develop a, a skill of some kind, you have to pay attention to every little thing that you're doing and kind of process it consciously. You try to figure out how it all works together. And maybe you can focus on one thing and then mess something else up and fall or something like that. But then ultimately, just like, like riding a bike or whatever, a lot of that stuff just becomes a part of the way you feel what you're doing. And then you get more and more skill until you're thinking about almost nothing and then you can be really in the experience. So that is just a fascinating way to approach it, I think. Yes. And the main thing is it obtains muscle memory. So like you said, after you keep going a long time and you do it enough, eventually your muscles just automatically go to it. Like now, right. if I start dancing, I look like I'm skating. It's just like, no, I want to dance. I, I'm not on wheels. It's like your body just automatically gets this motion. And it's like, no, just dance. 
as a neuroscientist, I did not study the motor cortex that much, like how the brain moves. And so I'm going to brush up last night. So I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, there's an area of the brain called the supplementary motor cortex. And the supplementary motor cortex is actually the part of the brain that controls sequenced movement. I had to actually read primary literature because nobody knows that much about it because they haven't studied wow. it. Wow. And, and, and they call it the supplementary motor area. Like, like they just the throwaway motor area. They, they don't know what to do with it. They just started understanding what it does. That so, is so interesting. But right? I needed that. Thank you. And the, the concept of what we're studying and talking about on this podcast is what is intelligence? And there's a psychologist who believes that intelligence can be many different things. And one of them is kinesthetic or like movement or making your body do things that most people can't do. It's, it's exceptional. And to me, I think there's something there because it, it requires a, a huge amount of coordination, thinking, and also the thing to me that was really interesting, like the not thinking. You, that part. The not thinking, right? That part. But, and I've been staring since I was a kid, but I never, I think, gotten like that good because I overthink shit. And when I feel most comfortable at like skating by myself, so I just moved to Nashville, I don't know, like a year ago, and the rake is wild compared to um, Oregon. It's, it's even more wild than where I would go in Chicago. It's just a lot going on. And I think your brain has to coordinate everything that's going on. Like, and also ignore it. It's just well, one thing about it is Nashville, because I skate there too when I do go, there's so many different people from so many different areas, just like Atlanta. It looks wild because everybody's doing something different. But a lot of places, like depending on where you go, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Like in Chicago, most people are doing what we call JB skating style. And so that style is more smooth. You know, they might go down the lane really fast, but it's a smooth fast versus a lot of spinning, a lot of turning, a lot of jumping through people. But you're going to see all of that, like Nashville, um, Atlanta, maybe Alabama, you know, in certain places, you're going to see more of that. I mean, it's just a melting pot because everybody's from everywhere. And so, so many people have migrated to these places. But when I go to Chicago, I mainly see all the time is this certain swag, smooth, JB style. And that was the style that started me skating. I will say professionally skating because it just caught my eye. It was like, how can you just go so smooth and the wheels just glide instead of work, 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 work. Oh, it's like, sometimes I just want to glide. And then I figured it out and I studied it. And I realized there's this movement that has to happen upper body. Most people think you use your feet to do everything. You just move your feet. And I see teachers telling people that, just move your feet. Just go forward. Just move them. And they're just going like this. And it's like, your body is not coordinated to do that on these wheels. First thing is when you're on wheels, your feet are asleep. That's the first thing people don't realize. They're saying move your feet. Really, it's move your wheels because your feet are laying inside that boot or that shoe. They're not doing anything. 
you might can wiggle a toe a little bit. That's about it. <laughs> There's a natural kind of rhythm and flow to the way that you step and the way that your upper body moves in conjunction. And it all kind of has a nice rhythm to it, almost like dancing. And, and you can always tell when someone has some kind of a gait problem. I knew a guy once where he would walk and he would just move his legs underneath his torso and his torso was rigid. And it was the weirdest thing. And you could pick it out of a crowd anywhere. He probably had something going on developmentally, uh, who's to say, but, um, it, it kind of lacked all that stuff, almost like his torso was asleep. Good so point. Good point. The thing is, let everything kind of kind of flow and move. And if we get to that point with what I did, clearly, I don't have any of that. It's like a toddler learning to walk. Basically, That's what... so funny because I use that analogy. I do yep. use that analogy about when you're standing there, you're trying to get these wheels to move. You're looking like a baby trying to walk. Yep. You got the legs together. And you're just trying to go. That's exactly what it is. And you know, I'm a grown man. And it's, it's tough to look at yourself and go, holy crap, all those years ago and I'm still in there. <laughs> that's like the little, when they talk about like the, the homunculus, like little thing inside your mind, that's kind of like a model for your body. Yes. That's what's going on. You want to see what Brett did? Okay, yes. I can't wait. Feel free to laugh because I. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, if we're not laughing, we're not doing nothing here. So that's what we do. <laughs> Hold on, let me get. Ready. Now, as a novice, I am going to demonstrate the inherent physical intelligence in this gloriously intelligently networked body. Watch out, motherfuckers. Ready? <laughs> My turns were extraordinarily stiff and awkward, and I was perpetually afraid of falling. Yeah. At some point in the video, I even do a couple of like moves with my arms, but basically that's because my legs are asleep, like you were saying. The feet, so, the uh, feet, not your legs, but the feet are asleep. But you know, the main thing that you said was fear of falling. 
that was the biggest That's thing. The and it's the biggest thing for everyone. Yeah. Unless you're a child and you're this close to the ground, it's like what they say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So well, you don't want to break anything. You don't want to fracture anything. So that's what you're thinking about. But, and so it makes yeah. you tense. We've done a number of different kinds of challenges and we're looking at what each other do. And this is the first one I was afraid of because I was like, what if I fall and get hurt? So I couldn't go too fast, let's say. And of course, like I said, when you watch people going quickly, like there's one person who fell down, not too far from me. There was a lot of that. People just not able to control themselves. And they were so out of control that they were just, you know, crashing into the ground. I imagine there was one guy who fell on his butt and there ain't no way that he didn't just destroy his coccyx. I mean, he's, he's not in good shape. That guy's in the hospital right now with a rod in his butt because he was. I have a girlfriend that will not skate anymore because she did that. She won't even just hang out at the rink. It's like brutal for her. She just remembers that fall and she still has that pain till this day. And that's been like 10 years ago. It's a big hurt. It, like I'm snowboard and I broke my snowboard snowboarding and wow. you're going fast and you've got a giant board strapped to you. Skating feels like it's going to hurt more and it's on wood or concrete. Yeah, I, I don't know what was under that floor, but that floor was, that floor was hard. It's like hard. there, it wasn't hard at all. It was, it was at least as hard as your bones, maybe harder. And it was going to shatter some stuff. So this is, a, this is an interesting thing that I'm thinking about now, because my, what I've studied was the limbic system in the brain, which is emotion, which is primarily fear. And I was thinking about how the limbic system has to influence what you're doing when you're skating to be a true good skater. We talked about this with the music challenge to be a great skater, you have to feel it. And you have to be uninhibited. There has to be some emotional connection. And I was thinking about how fear is your primary emotional connection. You look like shit. You know, it makes, yeah, you're, you trust me, you're doing good. All you need is a couple of lessons. You will be surprised at yourself. You'll do a video now, take three lessons and then do another video and watch the difference in a matter of no time. That would be interesting to do like yeah. a, and a follow-up and just like, I, I know you were talking about the limit session, Natasha, but I wanted, I did want to say something uh, about how, so I was skating with my, my girlfriend and she had gone when she was like a teenager. She's like, I can't believe I'm here skating with my boyfriend. And when you listen to some of the music they were playing, there was a bit of nostalgia too. And it just kind of reawakened this sense of like childhood play and, right. and the movements. But even though I was scared to death of Rick and some, I was also able to feel like this counter, like cool experience of bringing back things from when I was a kid. Euphoria. And yeah, yeah, really first thing going in was fear. Yeah. And then it started a little bit and I felt more connected to the environment and to the movement and the, and just even the little bit of speed I was able to get felt exhilarating. And yeah. then there was this girlfriend where I was like, I'm like a teenager. It's like, like, this is fantastic. And that, that's why I wanted to bring Cece on because I follow a lot of skaters. And I, I think I started following you in like during the pandemic. And um, I got back into roller skating. I've been roller skating for years. I sold the same skate since I was 15. And I finally got a new pair like last year. But when I follow you and you have like euphoria when you sleep. Like I was thinking about well, everybody's very stoic, you know, there's like this weird social atmosphere at the ring. But you, when you skate, it's like you're just 
being me. I look like a dork when I'm smiling and laughing. <laughs> you're just like radiant and beautiful. It's just like you're in your element and just watching you skate. It's like it's just like a ray of sunshine on wheel. Oh, that's you. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's so sweet yeah. of you. And especially as a woman, I feel like there's a weird thing with women. I don't reach out socially very often. And when I do, weird things happen sometimes. Men are always one way. When you like stay home. But women, when you say hello to women, you get one of two things. You know, you compliment the girl and they, they're into it. Or you get, <laughs> um, you know, so when, when that, whenever that happens, I double down on the night. I'm like, oh, they're so nice. They're so sweet. You know, and they're like, what the hell? Well, I don't reach out very often. So I go like every Sunday for adults at Riverdale. And this girl I've never seen before came up and was just like, hey. And I was like, hey. You know, she just wanted to skinny together. I think I was being a little bit more social than I normally am. Like, I didn't look like I was, like, calculating something in my head, probably. Um, which I probably normally look like, I realized. Wait, so this girl came up and she's like, you want to skate with me? I was like... There's nobody else around. And I was going to say, that's probably the first one. Nobody else is around. You feel safer. You feel in your comfort zone. Yeah. I am overly critical of myself when other people are around. And I don't give a shit when nobody else is around. There you go. Uh, yeah. It's just like singing in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm great in the shower singing. <laughs> like, there's a couple of people I feel comfortable skating with, but... I can't even explain it. So my challenge was less about skating in general and more to me about, I pushed myself physically. So I did some like partner skates. So I don't ever do partner skates. But I asked someone, you teach me how to turn? I don't do that. That's with people. It's just awkward for me. Thing I can say, same thing I said to him was after three lessons, you would be surprised at where you would go from there. 
because I noticed you skate with your feet in the front of you more than in the back of you. And that's what I teach. Bring that foot to the back and bounce from the back. That's your power versus putting all your power in the front of you. Now your feet are taking over. And remember, your feet are asleep. So don't let the feet mm -hmm. wiggle, but you control it from your top. What about when you're backwards? The thing is, is to stick your butt out. Okay. Most people are like this. I got six phone numbers when I did that, so I stopped. <laughs> yeah, that's why I know, probably. I don't have phone numbers. Like, I'm like, no, you know? <laughs> Instead of being here, trying to go back, you would be yeah. here. Then go back. <laughs> okay. So I can lift okay. my legs and my hip flex to go back versus to move oh. my foot back. Remember, the feet are okay. sweet. See, this is why I brought her on. I just want a private lesson. Right, you do private lessons, right? I do. So you are really doing something unique now that I think social media and the pandemic has spurred this like roller skating revolution. And I don't ever recall, I grew up skating, but I don't ever recall there being like professional skaters or celebrity skaters. But I feel like now you're one of them. You're, you guys are like, you have this whole kind of career that you created out in air. Yep. I will say that it was going on prior to pandemic for some people. There were teachers, you know, in the rink, but you never saw them. You know, they would just be at the rink and people would help people. I come from something different because I'm a certified personal trainer. So I look at the entire body to help with physicality, with movement. I'm a dance instructor as well. So how to dance, how to put the arms up instead of keeping them down and holding them. Things like that to help you move better on skates versus just teaching you how to skate. So yeah, I hate to just say that I'm just a skate teacher because it's fitness, it's nutrition, it's skate, it's everything put together. I think YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and all these things have facilitated some kind of emergence for these people who they are slick and, and you kind of saw them sometimes with the rank person knows what they're doing but it's like now the spotlight is like able to shine on people but anything i've learned has been from somebody like you being like oh yeah just turn your shoulder and i'm like oh, right. what and then you're like oh that's all i had to do yeah and the funny thing about what i think of is kinesthetic intelligence is that it's unspoken which is such a weird thing for people like us people that like to articulate everything and we want to understand everything we want to know why and exactly how the mechanics work and then when you say just turn your shoulder wrote why why did that work how did, and it doesn't matter it just does when you're thinking about something and you get to a point of being good enough at something and i use this example of typing so like you know i taught myself to type old typewriter it's not normal typing it's fast but it ain't like standard typing and for me to stop doing that and then go back to learn how to type properly so that I could ultimately be good is a kind of struggle. But I do notice that very often when I learn something and then I learn like the little trick, you can back reason why the thing works. Um, right. So maybe the thing to do is listen to the advice, do it, and then go, okay, that, that's what it is. Now I can explain it. 
because I've done it and I go, okay, well, it's because here's where my center of gravity is. Here's the way things feel in my head as I move. Here's what's tense versus not. And so there's an opportunity for you to be conscious and explain, but so much has to happen underneath it that you're really only backfilling what's happening. If you try to explain right. it forward, you're never going to master that movement. It's like you have to remove consciousness and get the hell out of your own way. And then okay. the world of self-expression happens underneath all of that. And then the intellectual stuff just becomes a byproduct of the natural movements and intelligence of body. That's a good point that you um, brought up because it's harder for me to teach someone that's been doing the same thing for many years versus a newbie. The ones that just started or it's their first lesson, they usually get it like that. But when you've trained your body to do this or to do this, and I'm telling you to just do this, it may take weeks. I have somebody I'm working with now. It may take months to untrain this. Um, they're a tennis pro. So they're used to uh, 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 hitting it versus just relax, just relax. And just flow with the arms. With tennis, it's more of you're with the same arm, same leg when you hit versus when you skate, it should be opposite. And a lot of people, the first step that they take is same arm, same leg, just like a baby. Same arm, same leg. But when that baby gets to know, understand, opposite, 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 then they start to roll. Yeah. And that's an interesting point is thinking about people who can play multiple sports or people who can do multiple things. Usually they're along the same lineage. Like you said, you're a dancer and a skater. That makes sense. Bro, because like, you have to train your muscles in such a specific way. There's power behind it. Because with skating, it's not about power. There's a quiet power of skating. And so the other thing is, is looking smooth when you do it. That to me, that's something other. That's like a social thing, right? Because normally you're, you're being mean when you skate. But there's a lot of people who look like they're not present in their bodies when they're skating. Get into this. <laughs> yeah, alter ego. Yeah. yeah. Multiple personality disorder. <laughs> like, social learning is a big thing for a human, especially you know, with anything physical, and if you think about where do you ever do anything physical with anyone else, I mean, there's only one place I could think of. And partner skating is a whole different animal. Yes. Because you have to, like, wake up mentally and emotionally with another person. Exactly. And you're allowing that person to come into your space. That takes a lot. And it takes trust. Because one wrong move both can go down. Just right. one yeah. wrong move, and I've seen it. If you both go down, it me to the other kind of Natasha was talking. <laughs> See, now that's where I get hung up. That's where I get hung up, right? Um, I don't like falling, okay? And it's, I, I keep, I try to stay low to the ground so they don't fall right. down. Right. You know? You can just kind of, if you can kneel down, you're fine. Um, That's what I say. Hurt. The key is, you know what we say when we see smoke or there's fire? What do we say? Stop, drop, and roll. Here's a, a question from someone who was absolutely terrified of falling and so made himself super rigid. Is there a good way to be more safe 
like in a controlled way, if you know you're going to fall, yes. are there things to do so that you fall in a way that you have enough control where you're able to minimize the possibility of injury? Because I can't even imagine being able to move my feet like that without finding a way to fall and maybe kill myself. So, um, so, so, but if I were less, if I felt like I had some control over that, I might be less afraid to try more things and it might even be the key to opening up learning for someone like me. That's the first thing you have to, to nail is feel the fear. What I say is feel it and do it anyway. Mm. But how do you feel it safely? Right. Right. So there's the upper body that I continue to stress. If this upper body leans forward, if I feel like I'm going to fall, at least I have my hands, I have my knees, maybe some knee pads, some elbow pads, some wrist guards, and your stopper or your jam plug in the front of you. If you fall backwards, what do you have? My BBL protects me. <laughs> you are too much. You are too much. I mean, you could shatter stuff. It really is quite dangerous. I see the stopper on the front of the skate and I'm just like, don't even use it. Learn how to stop with your body. That's the first things mm -hmm. that I teach how to fall, how to stop, how to roll instead of just step, step, step. Cause as kids, we yeah. just step, 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 step and go, keep going, keep going. It's like you're running on wheels versus glide smooth and keeping all eight wheels down. Most people do not know how to do that. They're lifting, they're lifting. So they're on four wheels, then four wheels, then four wheels, then four wheels versus staying on eight, 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 and just rolling. But if you don't use your upper body, you won't be able to do it because it'll be like scissors instead of moving, 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 moving. It's funny when you're talking to me, I'm thinking about <clears throat> when I approach any subject, I want to learn it from all angles. I want to see all points of view. I want to see everything. Um, you know, like, oh, you don't pick up your feet. I'm like, well, I'm picking up my feet now because I've gotten past that first part. But I think there's like an entry into skating that you have to kind of be based in to, or into anything that you have to like kind of learn some like basic from fundamentals. And like you said, keep pushing and keep rolling. And then once you get there, then you have to like open your eyes to the world and explore it in terms of like what your body can do and where it can go. And when I see some of these people out there just coming up for these jam state moves, probably not even conscious. It was just like, this is where my body wants to go. And that is a, a way of communicating in my mind that is like kind of like music you're communicating with your body and expressing something uh that you're not expressing with words that's what i call musicality in skating adding that musicality in it feel the rhythm feel the beat whatever it is it, it could be in your head it may not be what everybody else is listening to but whatever it is feel that and allow it to move you versus i'm gonna try to make it move me it's just pushing, it's the shovel of it. I'm making the feet go. When all you have to do is bounce and roll. That's where that song comes from. Roll, bounce. <laughs> just roll. Yeah. Well, I think another thing interesting, like cultural about roller skating, I heard in Chicago and 
what I noticed is I was in Oregon for a long time. Nobody stayed in Oregon. But you know what was mostly in Oregon? White people. <laughs> like, and there's black people there skating. But there's something cultural about black folks and skating that I don't know the origins of it. And once in a while you see a white guy out there, a white girl, and you're like, wow, you know? But it's like, it, it belongs to the black community, honestly. Historically, it's more of the rhythm skating that became with the black culture. So mm -hmm. versus artistic. So I teach right. both. I teach artistic to get your balance, to get your movements, to get the, the technique. And then you learn that rhythm. It's that rhythm, that one mm -hmm. and two cadence, one and two verses, one, two, one, two. We just skate mm -hmm. one, two, one, two, one, two versus one and two, one and two. And that's where you get more of the movements in your entire body versus just the legs. Are there like competitions and stuff? <laughs> like, I mean, there, why are there no competitions? Well, competitions? There yeah. are, no, 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 no. There's, yeah, I have trophies. I have a trophy this big that's almost taller than me that I won skating. Um, I have three other trophies. And then there are people that have gone to bigger ones that won, you know, money and all of that. I'm not a competitive person. Um, I never have been. When I was a cheerleader, when I was in pep club, when I was in whatever I was in, drill team, it was always this togetherness, you know, and I, I was always the one to start a group. You know, oh, we're going to be CC's group. We're going to be the dance trio or something like that. It was always, I wanted to bring people together. And for me, it seemed like being in a competitive situation separates you. So it was like, if I'm competing against a friend, now we're no longer friends. And I would always hate that. And I'm an only child too, so that may have something to do with it. I always wanted to bring people together and not separate. So now when I see the competition starting, I'm usually the one blowing the whistle and clapping for everybody. Like, it doesn't, it right. doesn't matter who's out there. I'm like, yes, everybody wins. Everybody's a winner. Yay. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. you know him? No, but I'm clapping for him too, you know? <laughs> I'm cleaning the person like you at their ring. <laughs> Like we have a decent clone at every ring. Thank you. I want to think now. What is that going on? What do you, I know you're what used to, but what do you got going on soon? You told me you had some kind of event happening, but what's coming up next for you? So I teach at Sparkles of Smyrna and Sparkles of Gwinnett. We have three classes I'm doing. This is the first time I'm doing three classes back to back. And then I have some private lessons I'm doing after that. Then there's a um, party in Birmingham, Alabama that I was thinking about going to, a uh, skate party. So it just depends on how I feel after doing four or five classes. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're, and you're all over the and, place. You were in Barcelona? Oh, right? Barcelona was amazing. This was my second year and I taught there. I taught workshops there. It just blows your mind. Like all these people from all over the world come together for one reason, to skate and have fun. No drama, oh. just fun. 
no clicking, none of that. Just everybody just having fun. And that's very different from the States because you have people in their little pockets and these people hang with those people and those people don't associate with those people. And when they skate, you can tell. And, you know, I'm just that one that like, I just wanted, I want us to come together. And that's why I started Worldwide Rollout Day for the world to skate on one day together. And this was the third year. So it's July 11th-ish. So whatever that... I like the ish. We started on 7-11-2020, right? And then, you know, the dates change because it's a Saturday, it's a Sunday. Some people did it on a Friday. It's always that weekend. And so this year I did it in San Diego. It was lit. I want to make sure you get to your yes. class on time. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, oh, so I forget, why is Santana? I'm going to come down and win or you come up here. All right. Take Thank care, you. girl. Bye. I, I can't. Uh, it's a good thing that I was able to talk about my BBL. I didn't know that. Um, I, that I was great. That's about my BBL right. on the show. but <laughs> I really appreciate it. You did that here. You say you, you made the show. Let's just say that. thanks for hanging in there again so sorry about the audio if you want to see the videos of brett and i skating for whatever reason you can head over to youtube and see them there also on my sub stack you can get more about the history of rhythm skating and also information about cc thanks again